Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 30, where we're discussing the other 48 days from season 2 of Lost. Why do you think they're doing this? Why do I think who's doing what? Them. Don't you ever wonder why they attack us? Maybe they're not attacking us. Yeah, they just drag us into the jungle every now and then. No real harm done. Good point. Why do you think they take some of us and not the others? You know, that first night they took the strongest of us, our quiet friend, three other guys. They're all athletic, tough, threats. They didn't take you. Guess they changed their plan after two of them got killed. Want to take a break? Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you. Where do you think they got it? I mean, they don't even wear shoes. How'd they get an army knife? Sorry? A knife. It's US military. Here. I'll show you. You see the Tang stamp? This knife's probably 20 years old. You don't see these anymore. Yet here it is, on this island. Weird, huh? Can I ask you something? Sure, Anna. When you ran out of the jungle the day of the crash, how did you, how did you find Bernard up in the tree? I heard him shouting from the beach. From the beach? Why are you asking me about that, Anna? Did he see you out there? Is that why you pretended to be one of us? You ran out of the jungle 10 minutes after the crash. You weren't wet. 
were never even in the ocean. Where are they? Your friends. Nathan. What did you... If you had cut off his finger and he still told you he was on the plane, I think maybe you would have started to believe you had the wrong guy. Did you kill him? Nathan was not a good person. That's why he wasn't on the list. What about the kids? Did you kill them, too? Children are fine. They're better off now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I am Evan. And I'm Anton. And we're discussing the other 48 days uh, from season two of Lost, and it's a Tales-centric episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, this is a great episode. I mean, this, this is the first time where they've really um, given us a good glimpse into what happened to this other group of survivors yeah. during all this time that we've been spending with, you know, Jack and Kate and everyone. Uh-huh. So kick us off. What are we going to talk about first? Well, it kind of answered, well, at least certain um, part of my uh, previous, uh, had said one time that I didn't know if the... The plane actually crashed uh-huh. onto the island or it was displaced. Right. Um, well, in the opening scenes of this, when we see the plane actually falling out of the sky into the right. ocean, mm-hmm. still doesn't explain to me why people were able to live through that, but yeah. it does show that it fell from the sky and, and it's uh, a whole different type of scene from from the other side of the beach. Right. You it's know? just as chaotic, but in a different way. It seems much more dangerous and yeah. like much more horrible yeah and, and you without all and the other if i when you think back it was so noisy on the other side of the mm-hmm. island which was a different element this one was almost like all you had was waves yeah and but people were screaming but right. there's you know it's like it's just it was they fell in the ocean yeah. you if know if it wasn't for the background music of the show it would have been really quiet yeah most of the time for the most part, a little bit of screaming and stuff yeah yeah which is gonna make that more freaky and uh-huh. just you know i mean these people fall into the ocean they're swimming up onto shore and right then yeah and then you automatically see people starting to take leadership roles mm-hmm. Anna and um Goodwin and uh, right. a few of these other people that um kind of just like on the other side you know you got Jack and people that it, it's just it's just like these it can probably just certain people are geared certain ways uh-huh. and, and catastrophic or just events like this where they just right. step up yep. and you see it naturally um but it was very interesting to see their version mm-hmm. of what happened right you know because i always i didn't know i figured maybe their their tail section was in a tree somewhere or you know in a jungle mm-hmm. and they came out but no they landed in the water right and, had a very similar experience yeah and, yeah uh, one of the things i picked up on was a mystery um, in the opening scenes we see a little boy holding a teddy bear that to me was exactly the t- same teddy, teddy bear, bear <laughs> that's it that the others were dragging through the jungle yeah now, the thing that kind of creeps me out is, you know, were, was that the teddy bear of his that they took from him and they were dragging it around, which is half creepy in its own way? Or was this kid somehow, like, turned into another and he was still dragging his teddy bear around? You know what? I, 
I'm scared to even think about it. It's, it freaks me out. I mean, as soon as I saw Teddy Bear, I was like, Twilight Zone music uh-huh. came on, and I was like, oh, there it is, you know. It's scary. But, but yeah, it is interesting because either, you know, these people are crazy and, like, take this kid's bear mm-hmm. and, like, decide they want to cart it around for who knows how long. Right. Or this kid is, is now part one of, of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really scary. Yeah, that freaks me out. Um, like I said many times children scare me to death for some reason when it comes to horror movies or whatever, you know? Yeah. But, um, a character front here, we see a, a different, more friendly side of Anna Lucia. Uh, yeah. Clearly, you know, all the attacks by the others changed her a lot, mm-hmm. made her much more on edge, more kind of aggressive, gave her much more of an attitude. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and we also get introduced to Goodwin for the first time. Right. And, mm-hmm. He's in the Peace Corps. Right. That's what I had, too. Uh, which, uh, just knowing what I know about Goodwin now seems kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. That's, that is an interesting point, though. Um, a mystery here. They awake in the middle of the night to hear a really horrendous sound of people yeah. struggling. It's Stuff like that creeps me out really bad for some yeah. reason. Like when you can hear like someone fighting for their life or, or something like that. It's like really scarring in a way. Yeah, definitely. And this sounded like that. Yeah, it did. And they, they find Mr. Echo who has just killed two of these guys with a rock, mm-hmm. two of these others who had come to their camp. And the next day they examine the two guys and find out they have nothing on them at all. Wallets, right. keys, anything. Right. Uh, they then realize that three of their group, three of the people in their group are missing. Mm-hmm. So that's the three that were taken the first day. And Anna Lucia says, these people were here before us. Yeah. So she too, just like the other group did, realized that there was somebody else on this island and yeah. they were already there when they crashed there. But they realized that a lot sooner. Day one, you know, night one. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I, I guess to me just throws a, a whole different, like, spin to their stay. I mean, from right. the beginning, they're freaked out, yep. you know? It just, I don't know, just yeah. a whole different situation than the other side. Yeah, they didn't have two weeks to sit around, you know, being bored, wondering if they were going to be rescued right. or not. Right. They the established very a community. <laughs> yeah. You know, the first couple of weeks, they established their community on the other mm-hmm. side. I mean, got things working in a pretty good manner, and uh, I right. don't know. Well, of course, uh, the others come again to attack them, um, but this time, you know, they managed to defeat one of the others and kill him, and they find a knife and a list of names kill her kill her yeah it was a girl i wasn't sure but they 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 find a knife and a list of names on her and the list of names was nine of them uh so these others have a list of the names of these people that were on that plane yeah it says that they you know it's crazy because they had a list of the ones they were coming after like Uh they had already pretty much handpicked the ones what they are wearing right their names you know Mm -hmm. and that just to me i'm like well, obviously, I was on the honest side. Somebody's mm-hmm. tipping them off. Right. You know, or and then people are like, well, maybe they're watching us, but it just is too perfect. Like, yeah. you know. But it would be interesting, though, if they had that list and nobody was tipping them off. Yeah. Like they knew who those people were that were going to be on that plane. And maybe that, that could be it, I guess, as well. I mean, right. So they took nine people, including the kids, um, and Anna suspects that they've infiltrated their group somehow. Uh-huh. Um, they decide to move inland and change their locations in case, you know, to see if that kind of gets rid of the others. Um, a few in the group are, are growing suspicious of Nathan and mm-hmm. think that maybe he's one of them. Yeah. 
And Anna agrees, and, and that's why she starts digging this huge hole in <laughs> the ground. Us, she's the one who made that big hole. Right, yeah, which would have taken forever. No Man. kidding. Um, she knocks Nathan out and throws him into the trap, you know, that Michael, Jen, and Sawyer inhabited, you know, for uh-huh. quite, quite some times themselves. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she, uh, Anna is definitely a feisty one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, to she gets on her, and she, she has a certain... Um, if, she, if she believes something, she's wholeheartedly uh-huh. into it, you know. Yeah. And after Goodwin realizes that, you know, she will do whatever it takes to get the truth out of Nathan, you know, he realizes that he has to do something or else, you know, things the finger's going to be pointed either yeah. at him or, I mean, it's bad enough that it might be pointed at him, but just for the fact that it kind of takes the focus off of Nathan yeah. and says, well, then it must be somebody else. Yeah. It kind of puts him in jeopardy. Yep. So he decides to kill Nathan. Um, and so we find out that Goodwin is the other mm-hmm. and, um, he didn't want to on discover that Nathan wasn't lying, you know, after she tortured him and cut off his finger and all that stuff. Yeah. Which is crazy because, you know, I, Goodwin just seemed like the lot character for uh-huh. them. Right. You know, he seemed like he was kind of that guru and that nice guy. And, you know, even, I'll wait, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but like even up until the point where he's confronted about it, mm-hmm. he did he seem like a okay guy. Right. You know, it's like he wasn't, there's opportunities, you know, you see on that in that scene with Anna and him, they're like passing a knife back and forth. Right. At any point, he could have just taken her. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just such a weird twist to the others to me. Yeah. And that's the next point in my notes. You know, they've, after several days, they, they discover the arrow hatch. Yeah. Um, again, on the inside of the door, it says quarantine. Mm-hmm. Got that. And uh, they find a large crate. And inside, they find um, a Bible, a glass eye, and a radio. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, does that mean anything to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I I didn't get anything from it. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there's something there. I was trying. I wrote down the stuff that that, that I saw, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What does this mean?" You know. Yeah, I like, thought of some. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, only thing I could get is like, like basically, something divine is watching them, uh-huh. and they need to communicate with it. Right. You yeah, know, I thought something similar. It's it's sort of like a metaphor, like. You know, they have the Bible here, which, you know, could represent, you know, yeah, like something divine or truth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have this glass eye, which appears to be an eye, but it's not. So it's right. kind of like they're failing to see uh-huh. the truth around them or uh-huh. to see this weird connection they have with the island or whatever. True. But yeah, I mean, who knows what in the heck it's all about. Yeah. But, um, you know, Goodwin and Anna decide to head to higher ground to try out the radio. Um, and on the way, they have an interesting conversation. We heard the clip at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down a transcript of it uh, okay. just because I thought it was interesting enough because it's a really good inside look into the others and the way they, they're thinking because uh. Goodwin's being pretty open and honest. Yeah, he is. At this. Um, and she says, you know, why do you think they're doing this? And why do I think who's doing what? Them. Don't you ever wonder why they attack us? Maybe they're not attacking us. Uh-huh. Yeah, they just drag us into the jungle every now and then. No real harm done. Good point. What do you th- or why do you think they take some of us and not the others? Remember the first night they took the strongest of us? They're all athletic, tough, threats. They didn't take you. I guess they changed their plan after two of them got killed. Then they talked about a few other things. 
and then uh, comes around to, you know, where do you think they got it? I mean, they don't even wear shoes. Where do you think they got the, an army knife? Sorry? The knife. It's U.S. military. You see the tang stamp. This knife is probably 20 years old. You don't see them anymore. Yet here it is on this island. Weird, huh? Can I ask you something? Sure, Anna. When you ran out of the jungle the day of the crash, how did you find Bernard up in the tree? I heard him shouting from the beach. From the beach? Why are you asking me about this, Anna? Did, you, did he see you out there? Is that why you pretended to be one of us? You ran out of the jungle 10 minutes after the crash. You weren't even wet. You were never even in the ocean. Where are they? Your friends? Nathan? Nathan was not a good person. That's why he wasn't on the list, which I think is huge. Mm-hmm. Because now we know what this list is. Right. It's a list of good people. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 what I picked up on that. And I was like, well, Anna, you're not a good person. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're not on the list. It's you very know. interesting. Yeah. And, I, you know, as I said, it's like, it's so like these others seem almost like they're good. You mm-hmm. know, like they took the kids, they took these people that were not right. supposed to be there mm-hmm. and took, like he said, the kids are in a better place. It's better for them. Right. You know? And I'm, and like, so at that point I was like, I didn't want Goodwin to die. Yeah. You know? And I, knowing from the previous episode, he was dead. I was mm-hmm. like, what happens here? Right. Does he kill Anna? You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's like kill or be killed. This was for me was the first time that I started to actually think, you know, what if these others aren't bad at all? Right. You know, obviously every, all of these survivors have perceived them as bad, uh, because you know, maybe most of these people are bad people. Right. And, uh, I don't know if the others are kind of some like, you know, perfect justice or like they know who's good and who's bad. Right. And the ones that are bad have to be dealt with a certain way. And uh-huh. the ones that are good are taken to safety. Like this is purgatory. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or if, even if this is an experiment, you know, maybe I, I remember exactly one of the theories I had was maybe these people were, you know, not like prison inmates, but right. they were people that were taken there because they were bad people. Uh-huh. And this was like some like test rehabilitation type yeah. thing or something. Yeah, definitely. And the people that were happened to be on the plane, you know, because there was no way to keep them off, you know, those people were taken. Well, okay, we'll get you back home. Here you go. You uh-huh. know? But everyone else who needed a rehabilitation was left there. Right. To be dealt with. Definitely. I mean, it kind of helps me understand Locke's perspective a little mm-hmm. better. You right. know, he wasn't scared. Yeah. He's like, I want to go where they're at. I want to figure out how right. you know, deep this rabbit hole goes, goes and yep. such. And and I just, I it makes me see his side. Like, knowing this, I think I'm more intrigued than scared. Right. It's kind of, it reminds me, I don't know if you ever watched the show... Um, oh, what's it called? Intervention. Oh, they, yeah, they take, yeah. And, uh-huh. You know, some people, the more mature ones, it seems like, respond very positively. It's like right. they know they're getting help and they're excited about the possibilities mm-hmm. that it'll bring. Locke is that person. Yeah. He sees what a great opportunity it is and he's uh-huh. along for the ride, wants to learn whatever he can from it. Exactly. And then you have the others who are more, you know, kind of want to stay exactly who they were before. Yep. And they don't want to change at all. Yeah, the deeper the issue, the more of a, mm-hmm. a struggle they have with this. Right. And I'm sure there there are lots of things that have happened that might totally make that theory fall on its face. Yeah, maybe. But it definitely seems like um, 
this gives us a little information to suggest that there's nothing bad about the others. Yeah. Well, definitely it's pointing that direction. And I almost am now afraid of what the passengers may do rather yeah. than the others, you know? Oh yeah. You I know? mean, it's, there's no question that, in, and for the most part, the passengers have been more dangerous and have caused more trouble than the others. Have. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, with them shooting, um, Ethan. Yeah. Or yeah. His Ethan. Hmm? Hey, yeah. They killed Ethan. Right. Yeah. Charlie shooting Ethan. Uh-huh. All the other stuff escapes me now, but yeah, they've, they've caused a lot of trouble and, and I could see how it could appear to the, to these others that they're the ones that are a danger. Almost definitely. definitely. So that's so interesting. Yeah. There was actually some, uh, Oh, Oh, Locke. He had said something, uh, earlier that, this is a long time ago. I can't remember what it actually was, but it was a quote of something like the most dangerous species, uh, predator of the right. all being yeah. us. Yep. You That's know. right. We had a conversation about that. He, he's saying something about how the boars have migrated away from their area, you know, because a new predator has been introduced, meaning us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, how we're the, the, mo- the worst predator of all. Right. Yeah. Good point. It's, there's been all kinds of talk about stuff like this. who. They've been talking about this kind of, you know, others real Mm -hmm. ominously, like there's some specific group of really dangerous people, but all the while ignoring kind of the, the conflict and the, the fighting and killing they've been doing amongst themselves. Yeah. I mean, especially with, you know, Michael and Jen and Sawyer getting captured by this, Mm -hmm. the group of the tailies and it's beginning to, it blurs the lines, you know, it's like there's three groups here, the yeah. t- you know, the front section, the back section and, and the others. Uh-huh. And they're kind of feuding between them. Definitely. And none, you know, not one of them looks any better than the other. No, definitely not. I mean, but my mind's kind of like in a tailspin itself because yeah. I've got, <laughs> I'm thinking back whenever Ethan took Claire, I'm like, right. he was, she was good. Uh-huh. He was trying to take the, for the baby's sake, right. you know, trying to get her out of that situation. You know, he ends up killed because of it, but he if, seemed yeah, very, if, that was, if, if that's his, a case, if yeah. that's his intention, right. he seemed very scary and weird and all this, but if that's the intention, yeah. it's like, man, you know? And it also explains why Ethan would have dealt with Charlie the way he did. You know, yeah. if Claire was a good person and he, and he was trying to take her and her baby to protect them, and Charlie's one of these bad people, yeah. and, you know, Ethan, you know, Charlie tries to get in the way of him protecting Claire. Mm-hmm. He has to be super stern and strong with Charlie. Oh yeah, to to get Charlie to back down. Yeah, most definitely. So I mean, yeah, they may have to do some things that seem, you know, pretty not evil, but seem very strong, yeah, and dangerous. But look who they're dealing with. Definitely. I mean, I I don't guess they don't ever. Well, I, Claire could have been considered good, but mm-hmm. it seemed to me they're more interested in the baby. Like if right. she would have had the baby. She would have been sent back. Baby yeah, would have the stayed. The baby would have been with them, and yeah. she would have been back on the beach. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, and so they fight, and Anna Lucia eventually kills Goodwin. Yeah. And uh, Bernard then tries the radio. Uh-huh. I love this part. Yeah. Um, he hears Boone from the, the the plane, you know, saying we're the survivors of Oceanic Eight Fifteen, you know, and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. Bernard says, "No, we're the survivors of Oceanic Eight Fifteen. <laughs> and Anna Lucia believes that it's the others playing a trick on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, it's kind of like, you know, they blame the others for everything Yeah. and not seeing that what they're doing is ignoring this other group of survivors and, you know, completely. Right. So, um, then I had a character bit here. Mr. Echo was being, you know, silent for 40 days as a response to, to killing the two men 
on mm. that first night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I was noticing that myself, and uh, right. Um, going just reverse, just a second. The mm-hmm. um, I had I thought um, about the whole radio transmission thing. In a sense, Bernard and the second group is really why Boone died. Mm-hmm. Because he, if had he not heard that, he wouldn't have stayed in the plane longer. Yeah, he might have. He would yeah. have probably gotten out. Mm-hmm. But just that little response made him stay that extra, you know, whatever, right. how many seconds. And then, so I was just like, man, that's, yeah. you see the other side, you're like, dang, they don't know what, you know, they're doing to each other, you know. Right. So. And it also makes it, you know, clear that even though it seemed before like they were made contact with the outside world, you mm-hmm. know, when Boone got yeah. a voice. Totally they, not. They never made it past the yeah. edge of the island. Definitely. So you were you were actually going on. And you had said something about uh, Mr. Echo not speaking. No, that was. All, I just made a, a point about you know that was why he was being silent for forty days. It appears you know because he killed those men. Yeah, and definitely. He was just really shocked from all of that. Yeah, yeah. On uh, day forty-five, they found Jen floating in the water, uh-huh. um, and they tied him up, believing he was another again. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up escaping and runs out to the jungle, which was the scene we saw at the end of a drift, right? Uh, where he went, got in touch with Sawyer and Michael, which was cool. I love how we we see the meetup of the Taylor storyline with our normal storyline. Yeah, they kind of good. merge the two. It's a great way to bring these two groups together who have been completely separated up until now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it is is it just really was done well, mm-hmm. you know? And it's yep. like because I mean, up until short you know it, it, initially we thought that wasn't the others we thought right. they were the others i mean they were scary da, 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 but mm-hmm. they, they were scared to death of gin right you know they thought the exact same thing yeah 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 um and of course we meet up you know with the norse normal normal storyline and we see um Ana lucia you know shoot shannon yep and then uh Saeed gives her the evil eye <laughs> and and it's they give each other the evil eye it's yeah like this crazy <laughs> moment yeah, well, it seemed to me like Ana Lucia was upset. She had realized really quickly something. That she yeah, saw somebody different. from their group, right? And uh, yeah, it was definitely real interesting. And that's the end of it. Yeah. So my general thoughts on the episode, you know, it's interesting to see an in-depth look at exactly what happened to them since the crash, right? To that group, um, and obviously it seems so different from our primary characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also neat to see the same events that we saw from the other perspective, you know, the other group's perspective from their eyes, the uh-huh. whole situation with, you know, Michael and Sawyer floating out in the water and seeing Jen run out. It was cool to see that from yeah, their perspective and exactly. everything else. And it definitely makes a lot of sense. And it makes me really excited to see the new next episodes and mm-hmm. where they, these two groups are actually combined together. And yeah, definitely. It'll be awesome. Yeah, and for me in this episode, things starting things are starting to change a bit uh-huh. in my in my mind. Like, um, not just just the whole mystery of it is is changing. To I mean, I am still kind of the others make me little eerie. It's like an eerie feeling with them, uh-huh. but I'm so much more involved with the characters that right. Like, I wonder how you know if they will ever rehabilitate or ever get their lives straight or just be a, you know, no matter how much they're put into, they are just so messed up to the core that they can't change. You know, it's like, right. and you see that in some of these characters. It's like with this whole, uh, the glass episode with, um, Charlie having carrying the statue with his heroin around, will he uh-huh. go back? You know? Right. 
I think it's it definitely there's a change in the whole feeling of the show. Mm-hmm. It's gone from kind of scary story with the others to have more of a sci-fi type feel to it. Yeah, definitely. Like there's some secret reason why these people are on this island, who these others are, you know, who what this Dharma initiative is, all of this stuff just kind of changes the whole tone. Yeah, I agree. The tone I agree. Of the show. Well, what else do you have? That's all I had on that. I love the episode though. It was great. All right. Well, everyone, we thank you so much for listening as usual. We'll be talking about Collision from Season 2 of Lost on Friday. And until then, we hope you all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.